Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the Vital Dome Podcast for Tuesday, December 3rd. S&P futures were trading higher for most of the morning. They've since kind of turned towards flat. Um, there really wasn't a ton of major news to talk about overnight, um, but I think investors are looking out over the last 48 hours. Um, you know, As they exited November, I think people were quite optimistic that you were going to see a sustained easing on uh, a variety of different fronts in the trade war and that this would lead to improved growth dynamics, improved earnings, et cetera. And that would kind of power this, this rally, um, perhaps up to 3,200 or beyond. I think that was the kind of operating assumption. Um, in the last 48 hours, though, we saw that trade is going to stay a constant threat overhang of this presidency, um, even though the actions actually announced were relatively minor, the Brazil-Argentina taxes and then the French um, digital tax re- retaliation um, you know, in the grander scheme of things, it just goes to show that you aren't going to see necessarily um, a protracted easing as on the on variety of fronts of the trade war. Um, phase one is still most important. Um, I still think that we can get a phase one agreement in place. However, the odds are are certainly lower, I think, than they were last week. Now, you know, I think they're still above fifty percent, but you definitely have to kind of mark that down a little bit uh, given the events that have occurred. Trump is in London for this NATO conference. He started giving a press briefing around 4.40 a.m. A lot of the language was very kind of typical, perfunctory, and and really not all that incremental. He did make one comment about how um, the China agreement may have to wait until after the election, the November 2020 election. Um, so that has given a hit to the futures Again, he has said this in the past. I don't really read too much into it. I don't think this necessarily means that there is a shift in his philosophy. Um, you know, some may look at the events of the last 48 hours, especially the Brazil-Argentina tariff announcement, that that was part of his negotiations toward China um, to to kind of demonstrate that he is is not afraid to pursue incremental tariffs, et cetera. Um, but again, I you know I don't see anything in his rhetoric this morning in the last 20 minutes at this NATO press conference. Um, that should be particularly alarming. All, but uh, like I said, I think that you know people were too optimistic as far as the trade landscape was concerned. So um, you know, even though you are going to see a phase one, you are probably going to see a phase one agreement. The trade landscape is still going to be filled with risk, filled with uncertainty. You're going to see continued threats and and continued actions, um, and therefore, I don't think you're going to see the type of growth and or earnings inflection higher that investors were assuming would occur. Um, and you saw that yesterday with some of the economic data where, you know, you did see some some uh, green shoots in China and Europe, but the U.S. number um, was was underwhelming. And even though you are seeing some improvement elsewhere internationally, you know, the PMIs are still either below 50 or just above 50. So you're not seeing manufacturing trends, you know, surge higher. Um, and I think that's going to stay the case with earnings as well. So you're still looking at it a consensus for next year and 175, 176 level. That really does not have tremendous amounts of upside based on everything we know. And so, um, you know, as of Friday morning, you had a PE that was shifting up towards 18 times, and that just strikes me as excessive. So, you know, the risk reward 
turns a little bit more neutral as we go to 3100 or below. And then it turns more optimistic as we um, go below 3050. And that's kind of been my view. And I, and I still, uh, you know, I still think that um, I outline all of that. I, outline, I have a big trade update in the Vital Dawn this morning. Um, and there are a few more items to note in terms of news. Um, nothing that really is worth discussing on this call, though. Um, as far as the calendar for today, nothing major scheduled on the macro front. Um, other than just kind of more Trump press briefings, you know, these aren't necessarily scheduled. It's whenever he walks past a gaggle of reporters, he, he often stops and takes questions. Um, you are going to see a lot of micro news. So there are a slew of sell side conferences that take place. So management teams will be speaking. And then after the close, we're going to get three cloud uh, cloud software earnings, including CRM and Workday. So if you go back to yesterday, you know, a big problem with um the the market yesterday was not necessarily a broad sell off it was it was an acute decline in in tech and tech obviously dominates the indices so when those stocks come for sale it's hard for the um for the S&P to step out of the way um so it will be interesting to kind of see these cloud numbers tonight to see if that can help stabilize sentiment or if it exacerbates it um so that is relatively it for today like i said there's really no major news. It was it was very busy over the weekend. It was very busy Monday morning. It was much uh, slower overnight. Um, and I think people are just kind of trying to assess where things stand with trade and aggregate and where things uh, stand with uh, China phase one. Um, so that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.